So I have no plan for this one at all. And we also got no calls. So we, got barely so we have no idea. I think we should just come up with ideas for McDonald's extended universe characters and <laughs> plots. Okay, Grimace. Which one's Grimace? I'm going to look up Grimace. Well, Grimace is the Joker of the McDonald's extended universe. Isn't the burglar, the Hamburglar the Joker? Of the no, he's the Riddler. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Wait, so is Harvey Dent Mayor McCheese? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Ronald McDonald is Batman. He's a wealthy uh, billionaire who uh, devised an alter ego to fight burger crimes. Wait, was Donald Trump in an old McDonald's ad? Because there is McDonald a... Trump. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, that's where the picture of him holding hands with Grimace while they watch a bunch of towers fall down in New York comes from. <laughs> oh, yeah, that rocks. That's one of the best images ever. Well, the Pixies play. While wow, while the end of Pulp Fiction ends, wait, that's not the wrong that's movie. Not the movie. <laughs> uh, I want to hear about that one from Content David House. Fincher does not deserve to carry Quentin Tarantino's jock. I, I, there are athletes in this. I this is a a problem that I'm having now is I've I've started like mixing sports metaphors like just starting to use sports terminology in uh, contexts where it's absolutely not called for. Like, like for example, um, Rachel has been watching and by, by extension, I have been watching uh, Canada's drag race. It's the thing that mm-hmm. Rachel puts on while we eat dinner. And then I get sucked into it. Nice. If it's on, I get really stoked. Oh, yeah, into totally. it, but but uh, just to like, just so my like extremely dumb man sports brain is like, having a discussion with her about like who the best drag queen is or whatever. And then I'm just like, God, you know, Scarlet Bobo, she's a real lunch pail drag queen. She just shows up every day and does the work. <laughs> and I'm like not doing a bed either. Like, I'm just like, this is the, the way that I this know. This is just the lens that you have now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So have you guys heard about this like a uh, rap synthesizer web app thing? Uh, basically somebody made this app where like they they just got a lot of characters and you type in whatever and it will say what it is i this could be potential content for us um because we could get kanye west to say welcome to roxy fever pretty pretty fluidly or we could get homestar runner to say it oh that that's more (laughs) our speed i think okay so both of you remember remember homestar runner okay dude i loved homestar runner Okay, good. Well, let me wait one sec. This is the thing that I, I don't oh, quite like agree with about people when they talk about ADHD is like 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 this is one of the things that they that they get wrong is they'll say like, oh, yeah, like, no, you have a great you have a great like memory or focus for like things that you things that interest you or like things that you care about. Th- that's not entirely accurate because my brain is also polluted like chock full to the brim with stuff I haven't thought like perfect total recall of stuff Mm. that I have not thought about in like 10 years. Like you can mention Homestar Runner to me on the show. And the next thing I start thinking is I took an email to the market (laughs) and I bought it some kind of fish sauce. Well, that's very good. Uh, I'm going to real quick send you the link. And I just downloaded the audio file of Homestar Runner saying, welcome to Roxy Fever. Welcome to Watsy Fevel. <laughs> Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. 
All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. Welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I'm your host, Jackson McDonald. Joining me once again. Hi, everybody. It's Bias Duran. And Elliot Hoyt. How are you boys doing this week at this 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 year-end summit of uh, Roxy Fever Industries? Now that I have, I've, I don't know if I've said this already, but like a, a real fake job, as in, yes, it's still computer work, so it's not work at all. Yes. Um, but now that I'm actually stressed, like my weekends are a lot more like valuable to me. So that's nice. And so I've just been playing video games all day. So uh, I, I've been having a good time. And uh, thankfully, also, this job prevents me from coming up with op-eds that like, because I got, I got one that's like, <laughs> is Hamas bad? <laughs> that I really don't, <laughs> like, uh, I don't have the argument, but all I see, uh, I guess, sorry, the point I was trying to make is that I've been trying so hard to not look at Twitter now, even in like, much better at it because I am busy and now on the weekends. The only purpose of Twitter is to just post some ridiculous Portman Bridge about a Canuck and a BC geography. Ah, yes, the old Portmanteau Bridge. (laughs) That's good. Um, And so, yeah, I've had these, uh, like, thankfully, I'm not able to pop those off, but... um... Well, if you're you're working on is blank actually bad takes... uh, you should put some of that effort towards research for the episode we're going to put out at the end of June. What was the Vancouver riot bad? <laughs> I should probably just put out the Hamas article. Just like that, that, that one, that one will get me in less trouble. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we should definitely, if you're listening and you're part of the defund networks in Vancouver and you have a little bit of a, more kind of inside understanding of how the riot went and policing around riots uh hit us up in the dms we uh we're kind of looking for a guest to talk about that with yeah we have uh actually a lot of cool stuff planned for next month i will be taking next week off due to research for our upcoming basically four episodes entire month long uh schedule of programming of 2011 themed content because what the fuck else are we going to talk about Elliot, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing very well because I got vaccinated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Honestly, I cannot think about anything else right now. <laughs> uh, in horrible vaccination news, I am somehow getting the vaccine three days earlier than Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, even the fact that I got it before Jackson is ridiculous. Because like, I go into the office, but like, I think I have way more control over my exposure at work than you do. I, I work at home on a computer yeah i uh i i've already i've already had numerous meltdowns about uh how many people who work from home were getting vaccinated while i was going into work at a restaurant every day but uh you know i i uh we can save that for the cutting room floor i don't think anybody else uh needs to needs to hear me lose my mind about it anymore than i already have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Obviously, it's our uh, year year in review or season in review episode. Um, 
a couple of uh, news items to get to, but I don't really know how much we can even call them news because, I mean, Jim Benning returning, we were already talking about that as a done deal on this show, like what? two months yeah. ago i want to say like i don't know what happened in that two days where everybody was convinced it was not going to happen i don't know what happened either yeah it was very strange because it felt like you know friedman had already reported that he was coming back right right like he, right, right. he, he, he yeah. reported that benning was coming back in like like a few weeks ago and then there was like you said like a two-day period where everyone talked like maybe he was going to get fired and then Mm -hmm. it was like no we're bringing him back because ultimately as we as we've already discussed on the show in the past like multiple times i feel like jim benning did a great job this season if you just assume that his job is eat endless shit for the decisions of ownership Mm -hmm. basically hey i have a theory I think the reason Francesco won't fire Benning is because he's mad at all the Mr. Booth memes and he doesn't want to like give him a dub, you know, like all the, all the fake, like we're firing Benning or whatever, all the fake Aquilini tweets. Like he doesn't want to give Mr. Mr. Booth a uh, friend of the show that, that satisfaction, but this one's real where Haley Salvian doesn't share this, but this one's real. <laughs> Well, he got Ray Ferraro with the uh, <laughs> yeah. with the fake uh, JT Miller quote, which I have to say, he's, he's a friend of the yeah, show. Me too. Guest on the show, but there there is a certain point where where I start to go like, oh come on, man, at least like put a joke in here or something. Like <laughs> now you're just like tricking people. Um, but the the funny thing is that I actually think I will say for the uh, for the JT Miller one though, that's the kind of thing where I feel like he probably thought like, well, obviously this is a joke but at this point there's nothing that i wouldn't believe yeah you know we've we've reached the we've reached that stage in uh in the life cycle here Mm -hmm, in this team mm -hmm. where it's just like anything that happens now at this point there's no level of incompetence that would be a surprise you know yeah yeah but you know the good there's good news though um while it may not be large um direct action is happening to (laughs) to make this happen (laughs) So I'm referring to the protest that happened a couple of days ago that uh, one of two protests that the media is not talking about and not fairly. <laughs> hey, a uh, friend of the show, Rob Williams, uh, posted an article about, about yeah. him, actually, yeah, or maybe well. it was maybe it was less scary oh, yeah, now friends. that he's there, but whatever. Um, yeah, right, Daily right, right. Hive did a did an article about it. Yeah. So I think it was Saturday, um, the 22nd. It might have been the 21st. Uh, a crowd of like a dozen or so people uh, crowded outside Rogers Arena and shouted fire betting. Supposedly double the crowd that actually yelled fire Gillis uh, the last time and like I went on the it. news. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just want to say shout outs to them. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like there's a lot of people there, but in uh, look, I'm going to make a very crude analogy to like actual organizing. Um, <laughs> but like, you got like organizing starts somewhere and once people start getting used to the, the idea that like okay we are we're, we can have the confidence to go rally on this issue at this one specific area people get the permission to go out and take action like that or at least just occupy space like that and and get their voice heard and like yeah the leads first one we only probably had like it looked like about a dozen off of social media but how like, many how many rascal scooters though were there 
Rascal Scooters. I'm not. I'm not crazy, right? The guys at the Fire Gillis rally, there were people oh. on Rascals. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> I not, don't like, remember that one. I'm not misremembering. I saw that, the photo. Am I? am I? Is this a Mandela effect thing? Am I just like? I'm fairly convinced that that there were guys on Rascal Scooters at the Fire Gillis rally. Oh, I see. Okay. Also, the Mandela effect is where you think Nelson Mandela died in prison in the '90s. It's not actually named after the, the goalie thing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it is not. That's not a serious question, is it? <laughs> wow, we are, we are. <laughs> yep, yeah. This is what the episode's gonna be like, guys. Yep. This is. Uh... Anyways, uh, I was gonna say the next time that there's a protest, uh, it's a fire bending. There may still be the same amount of people, but the next one after that, the next one after that, maybe there's some growth. But then you know that the next time that bending does a huge fuck up, which you know, check your watches, like it's gonna be soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that crowd will grow and it will continue to get coverage and uh, maybe we'll set up a tent there <laughs> once we get our vaccines and we'll, we'll interview some some uh, some fans there and uh, this is it, it's good it's it's a good thing that this protest happened uh, especially because people can't do it in the sands and um, if you're making fun of it yeah obviously it's small now but I, I assure you this is uh, gonna get bigger my my take on the the fan rally thing is like it's kind of the same it's kind of similar to to what i said about the the banner which was like on the one hand like is it something i would uh put energy into probably not but at the same time there's plenty of things that i put energy into that i'm sure other people think are incredibly stupid like say this show i feel like at this point i guess for for me it just feels a little bit like we're we're way past that (laughs) you know what i mean like like the the at this point i mean people want their like sacrificial lamb or or whatever but like it's still going to be the same ownership and yeah i just am not really convinced that that like firing uh jim benning is is really going to do anything Mm -hmm. um when it seems pretty clear that like the ownership group in with this team is a lot more hands-on than it is pretty much anywhere else my devil's advocate thing to that and i'm not sure if i actually believe this is that yes this ownership hired and has maintained benning but this ownership did also hire gillis that's true and so it is capable of that and there does seem to be a bit of remorse and a bit of how can we get back to what 10 years ago was like i just don't see how they're not thinking about that like they're not going to hire him back obviously I i don't think Mike would ever want to come back either. I hope not, man. Like, yeah, I, I just it, uh, like he should get a shot somewhere else. Yeah, like also, no baggage. And, yeah, and the whole thing will be about a whole continuing to be like a Benning versus uh, Gillis thing all over. Yeah, there. exactly. Like if it's someone else, at least the battle lines will get redrawn, right? Yeah, yeah. No, the, my biggest thing about the protest is like ultimately the protest doesn't matter because what really matters to the team isn't whether or not the people who are sufficiently fans of this team to go to a protest on as everyone said a sunny may day like during the pandemic when you can finally go outside and hang out with your friends and it's nice weather yeah the thing that matters way more to this team is the people who buy jerseys when they're on sale and they don't have a jersey because the team's in the second round of the playoffs mm-hmm. turning those people off and those people have completely checked out matters way more to this team than what you know the freaks that would go to a protest either for or 
against spending. It doesn't really matter which way you are. If you're actually going to a protest, the team does not care what your opinion is. It just knows that you have an opinion that that's that strong about this team. I will mm-hmm. say too, I thought it was funny how like immediately it was just clear that there was going to be no winning for those guys that did the rally or whatever, because before it happened, the talking point was like, oh, you're going to have a big rally like during COVID, like is everybody going to be distanced? Is everybody going to be like, I saw people talking about that. And then, you know, it's only 15 people show up and it's like, oh, well, only 15 people showed up. And it's like, oh, yeah, but if there had been too many people, then you would have said it was unsafe. So like, sure, yeah. there was just yeah. no, there, it was, it's just one of those things where if I like, if I have one complaint about uh, the, you know, the fire bending movement, so to speak, uh, as far as uh, this stuff is concerned, it's just that, it seems like their timing is often like kind of off. Like, yeah, I remember the first time that it happened. It was like right after the Canucks went on like a two or three game winning streak. Well, and it was also like right after the um, the COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depressing shit. You know what isn't depressing? And I know we didn't we didn't kind of like plan this one out. Uh, the Oilers being down three nothing after their whole argument being like, we'll get enough stars, we'll get the best player in the league. And so that's funny. all we need to win. And they okay. are just getting fucking whipped right it, now. It is pretty funny though, the way the way hockey works. Um who you know, who would win? The first player to get to a hundred points in fifty-six games since probably like Wayne fucking Gretzky or Mario Lemieux, or a pretty good goalie. <laughs> you know, like that's just how that's just how hockey works. Like a goalie I, having a good week. A goalie who got yeah. enough sleep. I don't, we'll have plenty of time to talk about uh, the first round of the playoffs at a later date when um, when more series are are actually done. I think at the at the moment as we record, um, Edmonton's close and the Avs just swept the Blues. Big surprise there. Um, and uh, Boston knocked out Washington. Oh, uh, did they? Yeah. Well, pouring out a drink for Audrey. Um, yeah, that sucks. We hate to see anyone we know lose lose a series to Boston. Um, no one deserves that. The 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 thing about the about all of this, like the the rally and all of the attempts to um, to sort of like have some sort of input into what's happening is that like I, I hate to be such a downer and and so like blackpilled or whatever, but it's just like at every point that I see it, I'm always just like, well, what's the point, man? You have no effect on like any of this. That's the, mm-hmm. that's like the whole reason we have a show. Our show is basically just like every week we, we, uh, we talk about the Vancouver Canucks and go, yep. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and, uh, and like, doesn't that piss you off? And like, doesn't that make you want to, you know, like maybe do something about it? <laughs> you know, like that's. But also there's nothing to do about it. But well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The options are like get really into like the white caps or something, which clearly is not also a really bad idea. Yeah, eh, maybe baseball. You know. Yeah, we can all be Mariners fans. That historically successful franchise. Frankly, I was hoping hoping that our uh, that like uh, Canucks fans would get into like I don't know doing acts of revolutionary violence against the state, but um, <laughs> I don't know. And like baseball seems fun, so. Um, that's cool. I just remembered speaking of, uh, ownership, I should, we should just take a quick look at this, uh, Reddit post I shared with you guys about Jeff Cortnall. Cause we talked about Jeff Cortnall in the last episode. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if he, uh, I don't know how 
how much smoke there is to uh, to those rumors and all that. Um, I don't think he's going to be the GM. He might no. step in as an advisor or something. I, I honestly think like like Vias, you had that um, that great like uh, Photoshop of the drill tweet that's like, you know, turning turning a giant dial that says, "Here's some guys you've heard of," mm-hmm. uh, and looking back at the audience. Um, I mean, is that not our show? I mean, yes, but that's also that's also literally what this team does when when things are going poorly. Yeah, they just yeah. go like, oh, well, maybe like maybe the Sedians. Maybe did we'll we talk about this in. already? We never by the did way? actually talk about the Sedians. Oh my god! Yeah, see, look, I know another reason why we have no idea what to talk about in this show is we never remember when the fuck we last recorded or what <laughs> happened the last time since. But well, it's also because all of this stuff is so nothing. Yeah, like it's just yeah. so yeah. utterly meaningless because it's just like they're throwing these names out there, like every every name recognition, like super loved Canuck in this market that has ties to the team. Their mm-hmm. name's been thrown out there at some point. Sedin, Luongo, Jeff Cortnall. This is all in the span of like what three months? Mm-hmm. How long ago was Luongo that we were hearing Luongo might like? And it's it's just it's not. There's nothing to it. Like yeah, it's just, uh, we didn't hear more only because the Aquilinis probably didn't approach him at all. Whereas yeah, they exactly. are approaching the Sedins. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I actually think the Sedin stuff may have even been out when we last recorded, but it just wasn't high on my priority list because it's just like. Look, they're not going to be the next GMs. They're not going to be the next AGMs. They might come into the organization if there's like a right role for them. But mm-hmm. I just, I do not think they're going to fall on this grenade for Francesco Aquilini. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they, they are too, they care too much about being good at stuff mm-hmm. to, to not want to come in and, and be good at whatever role they're going to. Uh, okay. I think I want to push back on that. And I, I don't know what my evidence here okay. is, honestly, though, but I feel like the Sedins. If the team, like while they're players, when they hired Tortorella and did a bunch of other weird shit, like they just took it, like they just accepted what the team gave them. The team, as in the organization, gave them, and they didn't seem like they really pushed back. The only time I've ever heard back or heard of the Presidians pushing back on anything was the rumor about uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but Jared McCann and how they wanted him gone. Yeah, and made that happen. So. To me, I get the feeling that like the Sidians, if they were to accept, they would do it happily. They 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 would feel like they're they're doing an act of public service in a way. I don't think they're like I'm not trying to say they're naive, but I guess I I guess I know what you mean, but mm-hmm. like they're too nice, you know. And and I do understand that, but I I also but I also think the niceness cuts both ways, like it, because they're so humble. There's no I just don't see. There's no way they would just take a role being the head of an NHL team with no prior experience. I just don't think they Yeah, no no not to not to be the heads of it but be, to be these advisors oh, or whatever. Oh, and I'm sure yeah. they have talked about bringing them in as advisors and I'm sure if they ever decide that they want to do that, they will get brought in as advisors, but like from what I've heard they are they're just vibing. They like being away mm-hmm. from hockey. They enjoy just thinking about their little their little tiny horses that they race. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> their children's I, soccer teams, which is actually cool. Yeah, that is cool. I, mm-hmm. I ultimately just think that they will that their names being thrown out were that was just like a temperature check. It's also season market. ticket time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever noticed the uh, like uh, read about Marcus Nasland and how he how he feels now? Because like, oh. there's lots of great content out there about how he like 
he jumped into management of uh, Mozo and on Celtic. Yeah. And he realized he hated it. And he now, I mean, he's like a real estate developer, but like, but he's just like, there's a very like sad, depressing tone when it comes to him thinking about wanting to get back into hockey. He's like, no, like it's a, it's a horrible uh, way to spend my time right now. And I wonder if this is. Yeah. I, uh, I also just think too, like whether it's the Sidians or Nasland or like there's, there's just, there are a lot of guys where I get the sense that they, lo- they love hockey, but I don't necessarily get the sense that they're like part of the club, you know? And there's like, we, we make, uh, we've made allusions to, to this before. I'm a fan of making the like stonecutters joke, which I stole from Harrison Mooney. Um, but uh-huh. like, I do kind of think that, th- that if you're, if you're like a smart hockey person, and, and you like want to make money or you want to get another job or whatever. It's like, why wouldn't you just use your intelligence in some other thing? Like <clears> hockey <throat> management is so explicitly like for guys who can't do anything else. Like, yeah, not, not well, not, uh, not well spoken enough or charming enough to be media and not actually smart enough in business to just like go start a line of gyms like Trevor Linden or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but you bring up that point about the Stonecutters and Sedins. I mean, think about how they were treated when they were players. Yeah. I imagine they would be treated even worse as management. That's kind of what I think too. Like, like what they're like, mm, people are going to treat them as like weak. They're not going to like want to invite them on. Like, there's a lot of collegial relationships that that kind of underpin NHL management. And I don't think the Sedins would be able to wheel and deal in that. And that's it's because they're too good for it. Absolutely. And the, the only real, the only real criticism of Gillis that I have time for, I mean, I, I shouldn't say the only criticism, but like the, the one like central criticism about Gillis that I, I do have, have a lot of time for that actually makes a lot of sense to me is people is the people who did just explicitly say like, well, everybody hated Gillis. So like he could never get mm-hmm. good deals and like mm-hmm. nobody wanted to do business with them. And like, I actually think that that, was partly true and yeah. probably did cost the Canucks in, in a couple of very, I think it cost them very seriously with the Luongo situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if this is the situation where the, where Henrik and Daniel would want to, to step into the organization and, and learn on the job because I just think they probably know that things are not like, they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, Anybody who would want the Canucks job right now that isn't in a front office or looking to, you know, like move up the ladder, like say a Lawrence Gilman or somebody like that. Or on Jeffrey Epstein's Island or something. (laughs) I just think that anybody who would want the job right now, like there has to be something in it for them. And I just don't see what's in it for for Mm -hmm. Henrik and Daniel, but um. I will uh, I will draw your attention here now to uh, this this post which I've been able to find. It's um, I don't know who sent this to me. I think it was a listener. It's uh, it's a re- it's a Reddit post. Sorry about that, but it's very much in our wheelhouse in terms of subject subject matter. It's by a Reddit user <laughs> snatch underscore by underscore the underscore pool. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's just his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the, the post is called some comments on Jeff Cortnall's qualifications. And it uh, it just was a little it basically just we can file it under a little follow up to 
the question of what does Jeff Cortnell do for a living and his mine and et cetera, et cetera. This provides us with a little bit more details about that. So Jeff Cortnell's business history is filled with court cases, both personally and through his companies and through his companies or ones he's directly associated with. Most of the companies are now either dissolved or in receivership, often scandal ridden. So he then details that he is uh, gone through a bunch of court case files from justice.gov.bc. Type in G. Courtnall in civil cases and you'll be busy for a while. A lot of these happen on Southern Vancouver Island and South Surrey. He's worn out his welcome in both communities, apparently not liking to pay his bills. There's also a lot of speeding tickets, but that's minor compared to the rest of his antics. So he says, my personal favorite is Del Gradia. Here's an excerpt from a book titled Flim Flam, Canada's Greatest Fraud, Scams, and Con Artists. St. Louis Blues forward Jeff Cortnall ended up mired in a much worse fiasco in 1997 when Del Gratia Mining Corp., the company he lent his name to, was found to be built on salted drill cores. More than $2 million invested by other NHL players and coaches went down the pipe with Del Gratia. St. Louis defensemen Al McInnes and goalie Grant Fuhrer each invested $250,000 to $500,000. Russ Courtnall, Jeff's brother, was also hammered on the stock, as was Ken Daniels, who is familiar to fans as one of the anchors of Hockey Night in Canada. Even with the kind of money NHLers make, Del Gratia was a big kick in the pocketbook to victims of the scam. Whether the company was a victim of someone else's fraud or a scam in its own right is still a matter of conjecture. Three drill samples from its Nevada property showed a big gold strike, and the stock value of the company shot up to over $1 billion. Shares peaked at $35. Two weeks after the Briax meltdown, uh, an investigation by business reporters exposed the company as a sayer, an Arizona geologist, as a fraud artist, and the markets delisted the stock. Later, security of- officials unraveled a com unraveling a complicated network of insider deals and big trades among family members of executives and the company. Del Gratia is one of the companies that Cortnall has been associated with that have a dim business record. Very nasty stuff. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm sure the Aquilinis, when they found out about that, they were like, gentlemen, to evil. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> and brought him on board. Yeah. Um, so, okay, question. Cortnell's already working with the Canucks or has worked in the past. So right? here's, here's the, here's the deal with Jeff Cortnell, him and Frank are, are buddies and Jeff Cortnell is one of the, uh, one of the guys that he goes to for advice. This guy owns a billion dollar hockey team and his hockey brain guy is Jeff Cortnell. That's right. Who briefly owned a billion dollar mine. Folks, you ever think about how, when conservatives say that things should be government should be run like a business. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. All I have to say to this is that Jeff Cardinal is also a member of the like shittier younger brother or the shittier brothers club of the Canucks. Oh, wow. Didn't think about that. You think Russ was the, was the more talented uh... overall. Isn't that definitely true? I don't think so. I feel like Russ was the was the shittier brother, but I don't know. Maybe I'm biased right. just because like I only have Vancouver Media tell me what's going on. Fair enough. So I think I've Jeff, only heard of Jeff Cortnall growing up. I will say that Jeff was here for less long. I think Jeff was here for longer than Russ. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. he? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. See, this is the thing. That these fucking there should only be uh, we should only allow one from each family. I this <laughs> is just ridiculous. One of them gets to play for the Canucks. Yeah. The other one goes into the clergy. That's right. The other yeah. one goes yeah. into war. 
Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. We should also probably mention that uh, Travis Green has been extended. I don't have much to say about this one uh, because I, I, I like Travis Green. I'm glad that he has a job. I wish it wasn't with us because <laughs> um, he does deserve better. Um, and also, this also means that there won't be a clearing of house, probably, at least to get us better people, because we can't afford better people. <laughs> um, but, like, you guys ever see, like, another team do the drop pass on the power play? Yes. And how, like, all the good teams do it? Yes. Yeah. And then we do it, and I cry. I think it's so funny when people get mad at the drop pass. There's just there's so many. I love how literally every team's fans get mad about the drop pass. I'm that guy. I'm that guy for the Canucks. I, I get mad every, every time it happens. <laughs> with with the the thing about both the drop pass and also just parenthetically like any other coaching stuff that people complain about right now, is that it's just like well anything looks bad when your roster sucks. Yeah. And 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 this was a thing that like like. There are some people out there, I don't know what the hell is wrong with them, but like that are trying to say that like actually this season shouldn't have been that bad and it's on Green's system, which to me is like probably the clearest evidence I could ask for that someone just does not know how to watch hockey, does not know what they're talking about. Um, but I, I do just think it's funny that that people like watched this team overperform in the bubble with a much better roster in a situation where it was very clear that like Travis's in-game and between-game adjustments were like being made to squeeze the absolute most out of all of the players. And then people saw that and were like, yeah, the coach is the problem. That's the reason they got worse. Like, sorry, but do, do you remember, like I'm thinking every single time I've seen the Canucks try to exit their zone or just enter, enter the, uh, the ozone, and the two defensemen are trying to pass to each other to make some space. They they fucking miss like sixty percent of the time. Like I can I cannot fucking believe how how often they will miss just a cross ice pass where there's nobody intercepting. There's nobody anywhere near. And even even Quentin Hughes will do it because this team has broken him. It's almost like the team's really bad. Since since it is the the uh, the end of season episode, and I feel like it's it we're appropriately flabbergasted. And tired. <laughs> we have um, nothing. <laughs> this team has nothing. I will just say, like watching like this particular hockey team at this particular time when COVID is happening, and and you know just witnessing the entire season unfold in the way that it did, and on top of all the just you know, the acceleration of the usual dumb shit that the Canucks do was just a, a, a total assault on like the idea that, that like words have meaning or that like anything means anything at all, because you would just tune into the broadcast or whatever. And like half your commercials are about COVID and like how, <laughs> you know, this this scary thing that that can kill people or whatever and then you know we just go back to the the men mashing into each other and you know like not wearing masks or whatever mm -hmm. and then on top of that we see like one of the worst seasons both on and off the ice in canucks history there are like a dozen stories that lasted a day that would have been full week-long or multi-week-long news cycles <laughs> yeah. in any other year. Yeah. And then there's still, like, I would say, what, like, at least a third 
maybe even more of fans that are just like, no, this is great. This is fine. We, we like this. Yeah. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, this is fine. Yeah. Um, the other day I turned on the Colorado and Blues game and seeing the fans in the stadium and seeing also just how much fucking better both those teams are in the Canucks. Like everybody in that building just like that was in, that was a different world. Like those, all those people in that building are just living in a different world. Not just the fans who can go to a stadium. Like that was really jarring for me to see it the first That's time. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and seeing people like banging on the glass and stuff, masks on and whatnot, whatever. But like uh, to, to see that, that was very jarring. And then to see just like Nathan McKinnon, or even just like the third line of the Avalanche, uh, just pull off the magic they do. It like felt like we were in a simulation or something. Yeah. Woof. Voicemails? <laughs> Voicemails. Voicemails. So we solicited some calls. And we got two of them. We got uh, I don't possibly think we got, two of them. We sadly did not get very many. Um, we understand why. You can hear our voices right now. You yeah, probably feel the same way right probably now. Probably fucking nothing to... It's, it's so frustrating because I committed myself to doing one of these every week, you know, earlier in the year, and I, and I enjoy doing them. But like... I enjoy doing them because I yeah because I hang out with my friends, but to talk about this specific part of it, absolutely, and, yeah. it, and it's become increasingly like like now you know it used to be that we would do the show and it would be like yeah we'll just talk about whatever the news thing from the week is or whatever right, mm-hmm. but or you know or something funny would happen or you know there would be plenty of content or whatever, but now like increasingly uh, I have to like come up with a topic for the episode and then like do a little bit of preliminary research and it's just like fuck this is a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> you know to do uh, a real show <laughs> to do like a real show yeah exactly so um, anyways yeah and know, we can't respond to every issue we can't do a fucking Israel Palestine episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's the other thing too is it's just like you know I want to uh, I also want to stay in my fucking wheelhouse <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know like I will say just before we get to the to the voicemails um, that uh, <laughs> it was really stupid to see people get so mad about Thomas Drance saying that uh he thinks like some guys might want out after this season. Is that what happened? Oh yeah, a bunch of. Oh yeah, people okay, yeah. Really let's talk about, about that. The guys who want out. Sure. What happened? So, um, some guys they want out. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, th- this is one of those ones where I got to be careful because I got to be careful about like where you got like, certain where did I hear from? certain things and what's public record and what's not. But I think. Um, I think what I will say is I will say that there are two uh, two players that are the subject of baseless speculation about their future in Vancouver. Um, the first is Nate Schmidt and the second is JT Miller. And what I will say about that is that it's unclear, I guess, where the Miller stuff came from. And, and my my sense of it is that it could just be idle talk or whatever, but the Schmidt stuff is a hundred percent true. And the reason. So where does the Schmidt stuff come from? Because like, that was new to me. Like I never got the sense. I mean, okay. One, only two people want out of this team. Uh, (laughs) That's a joke. It's it's partly, it's also like who has the leverage to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's like, I'm sure lots more people would, I would like to be gone. 
but like Miller and Schmidt could be on any team in the league. Exactly. Yes. And, and I, I, that's part of it. And then I will say too, that um, there are also two guys that, that actually happen to be at what I would argue is like actually the maximum level of stardom for like leverage, leveraging yourself out of a market. Because I, I think if you're, if you're like Bo Horvat or Elias Pettersson, you're stuck because it, because it'll tarnish your reputation. Right. But, yeah. um, but a JT Miller or a Nate Schmidt can just kind of quietly be like, look, I don't have to put up with this. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm in my late twenties. I'm on a decent contract. Like I'm not tied up for too much longer. You're, you're lucky to have me. If you don't, if you aren't going to contend, then trade me to a contender. Yeah. You're You'll get a good price for me. There's, like there's the, no, there's some fans, but like absolute loser fans who'd be, who'd be like, well, well this is a betrayal. You're like Ryan Kessler. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. And even then, I mean, Kessler forcing himself out of this team was a good thing for the team. And it would have been even better if, if they had taken Sammy Vatnin instead of, uh, Oh boy. Uh, or Whoa. Sammy, Sammy Vatnin, or I can't even remember who the other one was. Theodore, maybe, uh, I was, is that a word. Theodore or Ricard Raquel, but maybe these are because these are the only three ducks players I know the names of. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I will say that the, so the Schmidt thing where that's coming from is Nate Schmidt wants out. <laughs> and so you're, it's trickling out into the, into the market through whisper networks and stuff, because mm-hmm. he does in fact want out. That is, that's true. I, mm-hmm. I won't say why I know that that's true, but it's true. Um, whether or not. And the other thing too, is it can be true that somebody wants out and then things can change. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's sometimes a good thing to say so that you can get something you want later. Exactly. So and actually the other thing I wanted to bring up that we, I don't know if we talked about last time, but the reason why Adam Gadet was gone was because of one player. Oh yeah. Quinn yeah. Hughes. That was, that was very interesting. I love sassy Quinn. I want to hear more about sassy where Quinn. that, where that report came from. Uh, no, because I don't <laughs> either. So yeah, but I did, I did hear about that. Like, I'm not it. Look, I'm not in any of the, uh, the confidential DMs. That you're no, I know if, if you're hearing, if you're hearing about, uh, yeah, if you're hearing about things, then, then that means that. Yeah. yeah the key is if Vyas or I have heard about it and it's not from Jackson, I think it's probably fair game to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, with, as it goes with, with all of these things, really like these players like I know we talk about them like they're hockey playing robots and they often talk like they're hockey playing robots, but they aren't. Well, Bo Horvat is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe a couple of them are, but like they still want things other than to play hockey. And increasingly, actually a lot of uh, players in the league are growing more and more irritated with, with the idea that they should be happy just to be there. Which is completely fair. Mm-hmm. It's also just not, it's not the proper reaction to have to the labor market in the NHL. It's just not like the reality is if you're a, if you're a good player on a bad team, you don't have to be there. And in, unlike in a lot of other similar situations, like your team, the, the, your like workplace or whatever can get something in return for you leaving. Mm -hmm. Like you, you aren't just fucking off. Like you can, you can actually, Um, and you're not asking them to like void your contract so that you can go out and sign another one, whatever they're going to get, they could feasibly get back 
for Nate Schmidt or JT Miller is like probably worth more to them than either of those players right now. Anyways, which was the whole reason why I, sure. why I was against acquiring them in the first place. Like, and like mm-hmm. Nate Schmidt, especially they can definitely get more for him than what they paid for him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not with JT Miller, which is a different conversation that we yep. can get into later, but Nate Schmidt, they can definitely flip for a profit. And if they got one year of Nate Schmidt and it went nowhere, but then they flipped him for a second round pick hey, you traded his third-round pick for second-round pick. Good for you guys. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, regardless, and the Gaudette thing, uh, congratulations to the Puck Bunnies who have received Adam Gaudette or Michaela Gaudette. As, uh, I feel like they got them from the, from the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Christina yeah. acquired Michaela Gaudette yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to uh, get to the voicemails? Let's go. Let's sure, go there. Yeah. Let's go into that hole. So we've got two. So thanks to the people who <laughs> called. Wait, should I simulate a, a phone call from Homestar Runner again? Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, okay. Express not received. And this is the last notification. Press nine for Chinese service. Elliot, is this one your debt collection call? This is all right well thanks to that person for calling yeah, thanks for calling in i think uh, it's wonderful that uh glycerin bush at glycerin bush knows mandarin <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for calling in all right uh so big thanks to that person for calling in um, it would be I, I don't i don't know if this is a touchy joke but like it'd be so funny if lilith paid off one of those like conservative chinese churches to like bus in like a bunch of like just seniors <laughs> for the protest <laughs> and then this is one of the calls from one of the protests uh, that would be great that would actually be great though <sighs> all right um, organizing hey gucci gang uh listen i'm an american and i would have gone to uh the firebang rally if i was legally allowed into canada but i'm not <laughs> So uh, I just wanted to pass on my support to all those who did attend. Um, you know, like I'm not even like a Canucks fan, but I just um, I'm a fan <laughs> of Canucks fans. So I want the yeah. for you guys. Hell yeah! And thank I'm you so much. You. Uh, all my love. Uh, all that love returned back to you. Ah, uh, that's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> I I will say I'm I'm hoping that like Vancouver sports fan is able to to join the pantheon of like philadelphia sports fan obviously i don't mm. think i don't know if we can ever reach that level but like it would be cool i think if we, we be, would like know. if we had 2011 in the tumblr and twitter age we could have been that team that, that's the thing man you know? and that's that's like that team was it two a, years too early yes it absolutely was absolutely yeah. i totally i 100 believe that like we like Burroughs, there'd be so many just like buttered up photos of, of Burroughs um, on Twitter and like people with Burroughs abbeys like everywhere. Like, absolutely. People were naming their kids Kevin after Kevin Bieksa. And they were naming their kids Kessler, too. Y- yes. <laughs> um, on that note, I would actually just before we. Uh, before before we end the show, uh, do the sign off and all of that, I uh, I do want to just put a call out to our listeners. Um, we will be doing an entire month's worth of 2011 Cup Run content for the month of June. So if you have anything that you desperately want us to get to, any suggestions, if you uh, have any stories of like Luongo at the Cactus Club after a game, 
we we want them. We really want them. If you have any riot stories, yes. not necessarily about, our... yeah, not necessarily about participating. I can understand if you uh, um, don't aren't able to talk about that, but uh, if you have any like uh, riot related stories, that's that's also uh, that would be highly uh, appreciated. God, the show's gonna be so much better once you can be in person. <laughs> Will it though? And and when the Canucks are good. And when the Canucks are good. Yeah, no kidding. It'll be better once we can hang out in person, get out of our systems, and then yes. absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of uh speaking of which, um, have you guys decided what you're gonna do next week? <laughs> what do you what do you mean? Like like um, after our shots? You, no, I was I was like, do you guys so I'm taking the week off next week. Oh like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. Okay, we'll talk about it in the chat. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. No worries. We'll figure something out. We'll figure Just bring in out. a ringer. Yeah, we'll bring in a ringer. Just bring in a ringer or something. So how 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 do I how do we transition this? Do I just fucking do the side off and I'll yeah, edit we, it? Wait, okay, look, listeners, this is this is a rough time. <laughs> uh, this was a really bad season. Um, there's not much to say. But I think if we had to sum it up in one sentence, we would probably say that the night is darkest before the dawn. Exactly. Yes for for how much longer <laughs> god um yeah we appreciate you sticking on with the show um i feel like if you stick like it makes sense you'd stick on with the show you stick on with this fucking hockey team so you may as well listen to this fucking joke um but we appreciate you we love you <laughs> please keep calling in no promises that the canucks will get any better but i can promise you that the show is about to get very fun over the summer Jackson's putting a lot of good work in a lot of uh, I have a lot of things planned for the offseason a lot of fun stuff a lot of theme episodes so um, we will still be coming at you on a regular basis over the course of the offseason we will probably take a break from the weekly format once uh, once the reopening happens yeah and uh, and there's nothing and there are actually things to do that are (laughs) better to do than than this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but for the time being, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Falson McDonald. You can follow me on Twitter at Biosran. You can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. Don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever and subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. I'm about to edit our uh epic Steve Moore Todd Bertuzzi episode, so oh, keep, yeah, keep your ears this is and a eyes open time. for that one. This is an absolutely perfect time to sign up because the next month of content is also going to be bonkers and some of our best stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. Where are we, uh, where are we directing hate mail this week? Honestly, let's, let's just pile on um, to, to, to Jeff Cordell. Absolutely. uh, Because also he's a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah. Send your hate mail to Jeff Cordell, everybody.